Hey, hey gang. gang! So today we are going to be talking about a very sensitive topic of eating disorders. Um, we understand it can be quite triggering, so if it is something that you are sensitive to or experiencing, then maybe just leave this one out. Yeah. And we will attach some like links and numbers if you do need some help. So today we're joined by George. Do you want to introduce yourself, George? Hi, I'm Jordan, and I'm going to be talking about um, raising awareness for mental illness and eating disorders. Amazing. Um, obviously, like you've got your own story, aren't you, George? So, if you want to share that with people, obviously we've seen it on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. So, as a child, I used to be um, really skinny, so. Like, I never really had a problem with my body or um, how I viewed myself. Yeah. Or, like, with eating. Um, I've always been quite big into sports and I've always been quite um, physically fit. Um, when I met my... Um, I was in a really bad relationship and I really... And I think that's when it started going downhill um i started the pill which caused me to gain weight and um my ex used to say horrible things about me gaining weight um and then when i used to go to the doctors the nurses actually used to say oh um because obviously when you go they weigh you to make sure that your bmi is okay and you know you're not you're not gaining a lot of weight um, I gained a quite a bit of weight at this point and the nurse actually said you need to watch what you eat and you need to lose weight um so sometimes like that just used to go over my head like I never used to see myself as big and I don't think it really hit me until my um my dad passed away so then it obviously it got worse because I was already in a bad place from that and then I think I used food to cope so I was eating more and then people were commenting on like how much weight I was actually putting on um and then social media played a massive part so like I wasn't really into like Instagram or anything like that and I found myself like scrolling through Instagram and looking at these celebrities who were like they looked perfect but obviously that's not real and um, I think then, then that's when it started spiraling out of control. Um, I'm just going to put a trigger warning here because I'm going to start talking about um, disordered, disordered um, thinking and actions because I don't want people to... Because um, I'm going to go quite into detail and I don't want people to think, like, listen to it and trigger them, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. Okay. Um. So... Like, I would restrict myself first. So how it started was, like, I'd restrict myself so I wouldn't so I wouldn't eat as much. So I would, like, it just started off as something small, like skipping breakfast. And then it, I wasn't seeing results fast enough. So I started to restrict even more so I don't eat, like, one meal a day. And I would abuse exercise. So, like, I would be exercising for, like, four hours a day um and wasn't really eating so 
the weight was dropping off, but it wasn't dropping off fast enough. So then I resulted to start making myself sick. Now, in, at the moment, like I thought I had control, but I didn't. And when I wanted to stop, that's when I found myself, I couldn't stop myself. So then everything I ate, I kept throwing up. And then every time I looked in the mirror, I didn't know what I actually looked like because all I saw myself was fat. So I was like dropping weight. So I think at my biggest, I was like a size 12 to 14. And I actually dropped all the way down to below a size four. Um, But I used to still see myself as that size 12 to 14 girl. And that's not even big like size 12 to 14 isn't even big but in my mind I used to think that that was that was huge um so no one really noticed until my mom I was actually getting dressed at this time in the morning ready for college and my mom came in and she she didn't really know what to think because like she saw me from the back and she said she could just see every single bone in my back and she didn't realize like how much of a problem I had until she saw me like that because I just always used to wear baggy clothes to hide my body yeah and then people didn't notice until um I saw people who I hadn't seen in ages and they used to say oh you've lost a lot of weight um and you look good like that that's what you're saying and then People that I used to feed off that, I used to think, God, I look good because, you know, I've lost all this weight. And people are saying I look good because I've lost all this weight. And I used to think, like, like my my beauty and my worth was only determined on, like, how big I actually was. So, um, yeah, that's, that's sort of, like, my story and, like, how I've got there. Yeah, Joel, can we just say thank you so much and you're so brave... I can't. We're honestly getting we're emotional. Like choked up. Like I just can't believe everything you've been through, and you're just so strong. Like honestly, you just like we go. I go to university with Jordan. Like that's how yeah. I know Jordan. But like you wouldn't even like as an outsider looking in. Like you're such a bubbly person. Like you wouldn't ever like suspect that you've been through so much. Do you know what I mean? Like you are so strong. Thank about you. What you just said about like people saying, "Are oh, you so skinny?" Like you're so good. I think that's things that people don't like they're not aware of that what they're saying can be damaging because you're just going to take that as I'm doing the right thing so I need to carry on I think that's really important because I didn't think of that until you just said it no I I, I'd never thought about it until we started doing this and now when I think about that like you could be complimenting someone on something which like feeds something negative in their mind realize that either so like oh you've lost so much weight you look so good but like yeah not in a healthy way no so yeah, yeah I just want to say thank you <laughs> it's okay um so like I'm talking about like the biggest misconceptions so mm-hmm. one of the biggest ones is people think you can just stop so a lot of comments I used to get um was why don't you just eat and in a way, it's it's easier said than done. Like I could eat that food, but in my mind, my brain's thinking: if you eat that, you're gonna be fat. If you eat that, you're gonna be 
massive and that little voice in the back of my head would play all the time or if I did eat something it'd be like oh like how many calories are in that or um like how much fat I can't eat that because that's got like 100 calories in so if I eat that that's gonna make me fat so like people think you can just stop and another one is people think it's attention seeking so um people think that you do eat just to get attention so you do eat so um people go wow you you're you're skinny like how have you lost all that weight and it's far from attention seeking like um if people like this is raising awareness and if people saw like at what dark place an eating disorder can put you in um, people realize that it's not attention seeking and it's not something that you can just switch off I think it's, like it's just a battle with yourself isn't it like not anyone else like they don't see that like you're battling with your own mind yeah yeah it's it's so scary because you're starving and you want to eat but your brain's telling you that food is bad so it's it's very scary what your brain can actually make you do or tell you to do something that's not necessarily healthy because you need food to live but your brain's like no you you don't need food yeah what you were saying about like calories um did you become like a bit obsessed about counting calories? Because we've said before, haven't we, how like apps like My Fitness Pal can be like really good if you're trying to like have a lifestyle change, but they can almost like feed a really bad like negative idea of calories. Yeah, so um even now, um, as I'm in my recovery, I could tell you how many calories are in so many different foods just be- just from memory, because I memorise how many calories are in what foods um I personally never used the apps but um I did find myself writing calories down on a notepad and working out how many calories I've ate a day or um I found myself going back to the packets and reading the calories to make sure like I hadn't got it wrong um calorie counting it can become really obsessive if you aren't doing it the right way so my advice would be if anybody is like weighing their food or um find themselves calorie counting like just consult a doctor first because you might be thinking you're doing it for like the gym or because you're doing it for fitness but it's so easy to spiral out of control because it does become obsessive obviously you go to the gym a lot now don't you yeah. Um, do you find that that helps your mental health as well as obviously like your physical? Yeah, yeah. Um, of course it it helps a lot. Um, so. Um, so because one of the biggest misconceptions as well is people think it's a physical illness because you know you're losing all this weight, so people must think God, it it's a physical illness, but it's very much a mental illness. Um, going to the gym for me especially has helped me massively with my confidence and doing it the healthy way even though at the start I did abuse exercise and use that as a form of self-harm 
um, because I'd exercise excessive amounts a day and not eating the right amount of calories. Now I go to the gym and it's helped me massively with like how I view myself and how I view my body um, because one of the big things for me was putting weight on. Well, a lot of people don't know, like, um, well, I think quite a few people do know that, that muscle weighs more than fat. But it's so easy when you step on those scales to get caught up on what the number you see and think, God, I'm fat because I've put this weight on, when in reality you aren't fat, you've, you've just gained muscle. And that's come, that sort of is a process that I'm learning at the moment um, as part of my recovery is that um, to not try and not feed off how much I weigh, like I don't weigh myself anymore. So another misconception is people think, so doctors especially, and this is what really irritates me about um, when you reach out, if you are of a certain size or a certain weight, doctors will not take you serious because you're not at at a high risk so all because you're big doesn't mean that you can't have an eating disorder like like I know people who are who are on who are big who suffer really bad with eating disorders but can't get the right help because they aren't a high risk whereas somebody who is really skinny who have an eating disorder would get taken more serious and I think that that's what really irritates me as well um because it is a really bad mental illness and doctors won't do anything until you get to a certain point where it is affecting your health but it it affects your health at the very start and right at the very end of your eating disorder and yeah I just think that's one of the biggest misconceptions is because you are big, people don't think you can't suffer from eating disorder until you lose a lot of weight. And then when you do lose a lot of weight, people go, oh, you look good. You've lost a lot of weight. Wow, you look good. And um, people don't realise that if somebody has lost a lot of weight in a short amount of time, people need to ask themselves, is that is that healthy because losing weight is a, a very long and slow process when you do it properly because I did sport all the way through high school and college I did sport as an A-level and so I know the healthy ways of losing weight but in my own head that just went out the window because I wanted to lose weight fast and I didn't want to be big so I did all the unhealthy ways of losing weight. I think that is so true, though, because, like, the media, if they show someone with an eating disorder, they do literally only show the ones that are, like, so tiny, mm. that are, like, skin and bone, and I think that's... That are, like, at a critical level. Yeah, like. that, um, but then it's all critical, isn't it, mm. like? And I think that's stereotyped eating disorders for everyone else. So if someone sees someone that isn't like that, then they'll be like, well... You haven't really got one. No. Which I, is damaging. I think as well, like, I was just thinking with food. Yeah. Like, every single day, mm-hmm. at most hours of the day, like, at some point, you're going to think about food. Yeah. Like, it, it surrounds you, doesn't it? So, it is, like, a mental health 
issue and like it's something that consumes you about and that's because... something we've spoken about recently and yeah haven't we saying like we want to try and kill that hysteria out because when people think mental illness you just think oh depression anxiety but there's so many more that don't get spoken about enough and when mm. you said about like the numbers on a scale I agree with that massively because like we're tall yeah and we probably weigh like well you probably weigh like similar to me but yeah I do like actually no that wouldn't work because we're the same height but like <laughs> someone smaller yeah but I could weigh the same as you I could tall. look yeah at the scales and think that that's not a number that other people would be happy with yeah, so I need tall. to lose weight yeah that's what mum said to me the other day she was like well like for someone of your height like you need to eat more yeah exactly so yeah and of course and like like you guys just said if everybody ate the same like I read a post the other day and it said like if everybody ate the same and ate exactly the same exercises you would also have different bodies because nobody is the same height or have the same genetics or have the same like metabolisms as well. yeah the same metabolism and and that also feeds into it because like somebody who's smaller might carry weight different to somebody who is taller or and it's it's just crazy like especially tiktok tiktok's so damaging like i've seen so many people comment on there like oh my god you're not this weight and it's like mm. but if you look how tall she is and she's got muscle of course she's going to be that weight you know it's not you know one shoe fits all like everybody should be this weight because that's not possible another damaging thing i've seen on tiktok is like when girls are posting a video saying that they're unhappy the body and then people comment saying well like you're so thin you don't need to lose weight like in their head like this st- if you're slim you still as like valued to feel insecure about your weight than if you're bigger yeah like i've experienced that because when i was growing up like i was, was really skinny and i was insecure because i was skinny mm. Like, I wanted to gain weight, but then people would be like, oh, you can't be unhappy with how yeah, you look because exactly. you're dead skinny. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. that's wrong. I remember um, talking about that. Like, I was, I remember um, I was going to have my nails done um, at a nail shop in Hanley, and I went with my mum, and we were sitting down, and we get, we were regulars at this nail shop, so we knew the, we knew the um, owners quite well. And I remember talking to my mum, this was like, um, at the start of my recovery so um, I was really low in my weight and I was really skinny and um, I was getting my nails done and I remember saying to my mum you know um, I'm going to put weight on and I want to put weight on and I remember the person who was sitting across from me who was doing my nails he said like you want to put weight on and I was just like yeah I want to put weight on and it's that that big it's like that big um misperception again like there's a massive stereotype between people who want to put weight on and people who don't like it's sort of like pushed on everybody that you can't want to put weight on you should want to lose weight not put it on and that's really damaging as well yeah um so george obviously you've mentioned that like you're still in your recovery stages now how long ago was it that like you started your recovery? So um, I'm a year and a half into my recovery. 
and I wish I could say it was a easy process and it's been a successful process as, as so, so far but um it's still a very slippery slope so it's not a fast process and you can't do it without getting professional help um so it there's so many up and downs throughout your recovery and when I say up and downs I mean like you could think you could wake up one morning you could be like wow I look amazing I love myself I love my body and I'm going to eat and then the next morning you could wake up and think god I've put two stone on in a matter of 24 hours and you know and I don't want to eat or so there's been times where I have actually sat there and I cried or I broke down um because I've ate food that isn't in my comfort food so people who have eating disorders tend to have comfort foods what they know they can eat um it's a bit like anxiety where you um you have your little circle and you feel safe inside that circle but anything outside that circle it causes you extreme anxiety and really and really anxious and um going for meals especially and not knowing calories again um I think personally um, recovery is always going to be a forever thing um, because it is a mental illness and it's not something that just goes away. Um, I've spoken to people who had anorexia in their teenage years and they're now in their adult life and they're still going through their recovery phase um, just because it is a constant worry about putting weight on or scared of certain foods. Um, one of the biggest things I found in recovery as well, I don't actually know what I actually look like, which is quite a sad thing, really, um, because some days I see myself bigger, some days I see myself smaller. And... Um, yeah so that's part of the recovery and also as well triggers so triggers are everywhere as well um so certain triggers what people don't realize that are triggers is when I have said I, I see myself bigger than what I actually am people have to go well I wish I had that I wish I thought like that and it's again it's like no one knows the mental torture that comes with an eating disorder like that proper gets to me a bit really because I think to myself like this has been like a four-year battle for me um quite a long one um there's another one as well like TikTok again when you see somebody who posts um, a video of themselves wearing um revealing clothes doing a dance and people then comment I'm going to starve myself now it's like you don't realise how damaging that can be because you shouldn't have to feel like you should starve yourself because you saw somebody who was slimmer than you. And also as well, clothes. Um, I remember I bought a pair of size 8 jeans because I didn't have my size in. So I thought they were a pair of mum jeans, but they didn't fit me. Um, 
so that caused um, a massive step back in my recovery because I thought I put loads of weight on and I went to Primark and I bought a pair of size 8 jeans because I thought I was a size 8 and those were actually too big for me so um, that could be a massive trigger and I know um, you can't help the sizing of clothes but um, it is important to note that no matter where you get your clothes from there's always going to be a difference in size because the different brands yeah see that like, I said to Keisha the other day like um because we always have an issue of like we talk about clothes size a lot don't we and I literally have clothes from like size 8 to like size 14 like I tried on a pair of size 10 shorts yesterday and they didn't fit me but like I saw something and it said that like we aren't made to fit clothes like clothes are made to fit us so like it shouldn't matter what number it is it's just whatever like fit like your yeah. you fit into do you know what I mean like it shouldn't matter about the number on the label because they are made to fit us like we're not made to fit them of course and um something that my mum always says to me so my mum is beautiful and she is a curvy woman like my mum is amazing and my mum will buy clothes which are like four times bigger than her because they fit nicer on her. And my mum always says, I don't look at the label on clothes because I'll only buy it if it looks good on me. So she's not going to worry about buying something that's a size 20, even though she's like a size 16, because the size 20 looks better than the size 16, if that makes sense. Like, I think we're all... Like especially like oversized clothing, like like certain clothes look nicer on somebody else rather than um than yourself, and that's just because of the sizing of the clothes or the style, and people like the way it fits. So um, that's something I've learned as well, is to not dwell too much on on what the label says on the clothing because if it looks good on you, it it doesn't matter what size it is. we've mentioned before as well just to mention again like I think wearing clothes that flatter you as well can help massively with that confidence like if you're trying to just fit in with what society is seeing as fashionable at the moment and it doesn't suit you I think that can be damaging like I've said before about like baggy jeans like I've had one pair of them and they didn't fit and I just never wanted to wear them again and then I found a pair that did fit me and now I wear them like quite yeah I think it is just like not feeling pressured to wear things that like you don't feel comfortable in because you want to fit in with whatever like is trendy at that point in time like people should Mm. be able to wear whatever they want that makes them feel comfortable shouldn't they and like you just said to me the other day like well just buy another size but I think I just used to not want to buy the bigger size because I didn't want to be like well I'm a big size size, yeah. yeah And you see, like, that proper like, upsets me when I hear people say that, like, they don't want to go up a size or they don't want to buy a bigger size because they think that that means they're bigger. It's, it doesn't mean that you're big. It means that that, that particular size of clothing in your eyes doesn't flatter you. And that's, that's what really upsets me is because, like, as somebody who's gone through that, who, who cares loads about, like, the size of clothes or, like, how big they are, um, it does get to when other people say stuff, say stuff like that. I think yeah. we just all need to remember that the number on the label does not define us, and the number on a scale, and everyone is just different, and that's beautiful. 
Yeah, it is. And honestly, one of the biggest things like I learned is like women are just beautiful. Like the woman's body is made to bear a child and you know, and it is amazing. We just wanted to ask, like, you know about your recovery? Yeah. Was there like a point where you realised like, oh shit, this is bad, or like did you just know all along? Because I think I've seen before people say like they didn't realise at the time. Yeah, so um, especially looking at photos. So it's taken me a year and a half to look at photos of myself um, from when I was actually um, at my worst just because I didn't want to because I didn't want to trigger myself to mm-hmm. spiral back into that. And um, there wasn't a point for me where I realised it was bad Um so the process of my recovery is like learning to love yourself now um I know it sounds really cliche when people say like if you don't love yourself you won't find someone who loves you but Ryan my current partner is a little angel he he has been a massive part of my recovery and journey um there's been times where he's sat there and he's held my hair and stuff and you know I've been a mess and he's helped me a lot to learn to love myself and eat right and he makes sure I eat and um I think that that's I think that's a big part of my recovery as well is that I learned to love myself enough to get professional help so in August I got professional help and I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety which I was put on medication for and which has helped me a lot as well because I haven't got them thoughts anymore it's helped me to um stay on the right track um looking back now I do know I had a really bad problem so at the time you don't think you'll have a problem and that's the part of the denial mm-hmm. is when people no matter how many people go you've got a problem you go well, I haven't got a problem because I'm in control but you're not in control because if you were in control you wouldn't starve yourself and you wouldn't make yourself sick and yeah that's that's sort of in the process of I'm now so like I've gone a year and a half I haven't been sick in a year and a half so that's something to be proud of and yeah it's just all about getting the right help really and recognizing that what you did was unhealthy and that's a problem and I think it's easier for me now to recognize when I'm going to fall back into those patterns um because I know what the patterns are now as before I didn't because I never really had experience because I never used to hate my body um I never saw myself as fat I never cared about what I looked like and it's weird because as somebody that never really cared about their appearance or never really cared about what they looked like or how big they were to then go into a fall into a massive pattern of being so obsessed with what you look like and how big you are it's scary really and no one noticed until it was until it was quite too late um so some of the medical issues that comes along with eating disorders because it's not just a it's a physical illness it's a mental illness but because I did starve myself 
um, I don't have um, regular monthlies anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. My cycle is all over the place. Um, I have something called Pika as well, which is where I crave to eat foods that aren't foods that have no nutritional value to me. So ice, like I'm, I'm addicted to eating. And it sounds weird, but eating ice. Um, different. I've never heard of that before. So that, that was really informative because I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. So because your body has been deprived of um, nutrients for such a long time, your body can then go into eating foods that aren't of a nutritional value. So some people will go and eat baby powder you know the powder yeah. that you put on yourself people crave and eat that like I mean it sounds weird but I have I've, have had them cravings before but I've never gone through with it because I don't know what the taste would have been, would have been like but I still yeah. now that's something that goes through with me is um like I eat ice I'll go to the shop and I'll buy a bag of ice and it'll yeah. be in the freezer and I'll just eat ice every time I go downstairs like I'll just eat like four or five ice cubes and it sounds so weird but it it's not because I'm hungry because like I'm in my recovery now so I eat it's yeah. just because my body craves it and I think where it is is because um I have low iron when you eat it it boosts it doesn't boost any iron because there's no nutrition in ice but it tricks your mind so I it's so weird to talk about because I don't really understand it myself. I just know that I, um, uh, yeah, I developed that. <laughs> it's so weird to talk about because, like, I know it's so weird, many. George. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> no, it's just like we just never heard of it before. No, like we obviously this is what we were saying to you. Like we wouldn't want to talk about something that like we, we don't yeah. understand ourselves. So like it's dead interesting for us to hear because we're so grateful for you actually coming on and sharing your experience because it's very brave of you to do that yeah and it can even like um help other people to like watch out for things in their friends or the family like is there anything that you would say that like might be like a telltale sign or like things that yeah um looking in the mirror and I know that sounds really weird but I used to stand up all the time and lift my top up to look at my stomach in the mirror every single day. If I looked, if I walked past the mirror without a doubt, I would probably stop and lift my top up to look at my stomach because um, I didn't want to be bloated. So um, I think that's a massive tell if somebody is spending more time looking in the mirror or looking at the body like in different angles to check if they put weight on or if they're talking about themselves in a negative way by going oh I'm fat I am or oh um, I've put a lot of weight on I have recently or if somebody is all of a sudden losing weight rapidly um I think that's a massive tell sign and I know that's quite an obvious one but um a lot of people do associate losing weight as being good but if you're losing it if you're losing two stone in in less than six months then there's a problem or if they're going to the gym a lot more you notice they're not eating enough a lot of time as well if they're eating too much so there's been times where I purged because I 
um, hadn't ate anything for a few days, so I would then go on a massive binge and then I'll purge. So that means um, I would eat and 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 eat. And even though I'm physically full, I would continue to eat until I made myself sick. And that's quite a dangerous one because obviously your stomach is is small. So if you eat too much and you carry continue to eat, you can actually tear the lining in your stomach, which can kill you. Oh, okay. um, Not near that. And if you do that quite a lot, as, as some people do go through binges, so um, that's a massive one. Is I know people with bulimia will binge and then purge so they would like eat and you feel so full but you continue to eat like you will just eat everything and anything inside and then you'd go and throw up um so a big towel a big sign of that would be um if somebody has got a lot a lot a lot of snacks like a substantial amount of snacks and wrappers and stuff because you will hide it as well um so I know for me I'd buy so much food and I would hide it in my room and then I would just binge and then I would purge um and the purging is because you feel guilty because of the amount of food that you've ate so yeah that's that's a big one what people don't realize is if somebody is eating a lot that can be a sign of um, an eating disorder when I say a lot I mean it, it's a lot like, um, like it's noticeable yeah it's, it's a noticeable amount um a lot because some some days people just want to you know have a massive cheat day and you know snack and stuff and that's that's totally fine it's um it's a pattern so somebody would starve themselves for maybe one to two days yeah and then they would eat and they would eat everything inside so like I would eat all my meals in one day and then I remember I bought um a value big value box you know the massive boxes of crisps oh yeah I have like 20 something bags in I eat 23 packs of crisps and stuff like that and it's you're eating it because you're hungry, because you haven't ate anything, but then you feel so guilty that you'll continue to eat until you throw up. And if I didn't eat until I threw up, I would go and make myself physically sick. Does that affect, like, say if you go out for like, a meal for someone's birthday, like, do you struggle then or did you struggle then? Um. So, yeah, that's actually a really good question, to be honest. So, um, I remember going for a meal to... I think it was the blockhouse, and I had a massive platter, and I ate a lot. And I came home, and I made myself sick because, um, in my head, I was telling myself, "Don't be sick, don't make yourself sick." But yeah. your your brain will make you physically hurt mm-hmm. until you make yourself sick, and then you'll feel better. Um, also, as well, what I do now, and I know it, it still is part like my recovery is still ongoing but if I knew I was going to go for a meal I maybe wouldn't eat that eat as much in the day um so I could go and eat so I don't feel guilty and then make myself sick and I don't do that as much anymore and I think um I remember going to Manchester in with Ryan 
and I've never been to Five Guys before. Oh my god, yeah. it's so good, Five Guys. It's so <laughs> yeah, it is. It's so good, and um, I remember I ate the lot, and I didn't be sick, and I didn't feel guilty. Oh. So we. <laughs> so that's that so was good. that, is that was so big. So that was so big for me. And Ryan was even surprised that I managed to eat the lot because <laughs> I like think I that's think important though. Because like, say if you're out for a meal and you do eat in front of your family, like I think like obviously it covers it up a bit if they're unaware. Oh yeah. So people in my family didn't know. Yeah. Um, my mum didn't know. So um, my mum would make my dinner and I'd eat it. But one of the big telltale signs as well is um, what I found myself doing is uh, when I was eating in front of people, I would play with my food whilst talking to them. And that subconsciously makes them think that you're eating, but you're actually not because it's something in your brain, like it will overlook it. So if you play with your, (laughs) don't do this, but if you play with your food whilst talking to somebody, they don't notice yeah. which was a big one so I could get away get away with it in a in a sense mm-hmm. um until my mum noticed how skinny I got uh-huh. um but it broke my mum's heart she was you know she's given me soft love she's given me tough love because you know as a parent it's very scary to see your child yeah um, going through something that you can't help and if there is somebody out there who who has a child who is going through something like this, just stand by them. It's not it's not for attention. It's you you, you can't just stop eating as much as you think that you know you're helping. Sometimes sometimes it it's not it all depends on what you say like my mom was giving me tough love and she said some things that yeah. have only made it worse but that's only because you know it, it can be quite scary um, yeah of course and like she's probably she probably just doesn't know what to do did she no no um no she didn't and um i remember i went to go get help the first time and right at the very beginning of my eating disorder um when i was 18 and they put down as my dad died at a young age um, and I'd just come out of a really bad relationship. So they just put down as, as that. So I could have actually got help Yeah. Um, at the beginning, but I didn't. They didn't give me any help. And it wasn't until August of 2020, when I was 20, that... I got help and now I'm on um, antidepressants and going and having therapy and talking about it. Another thing we just wanted to say, like, we have very strong opinions about, like, weight loss shakes and, like, meal replacement shakes. Are they triggering for a person with an eating disorder? Because, like, even from someone who hasn't got one, we are just like, no. Honestly, if somebody promoted weight loss shakes I unfollow them straight away I unfriend them straight away because um I remember having you know those um they're called I think they're called ketones or something like that they are weight yeah. loss tablets yeah um 
I did take those for a while. It made me sick. <laughs> and yeah. they are really damaging, especially. So my mum was on a diet. Um, I think, oh, what's it called? It's the 1-1 one, one diet. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know if you ever heard of it. Is it the Cambridge diet or something, whatever it's called? They are so damaging because they were the woman was giving my mum advice like if you're hungry, just drink water. Oh my god. Like if you're hungry, just drink water. Excuse me. No, don't just drink water because that's your body telling you that you're hungry, so you need yeah. to eat, not suppress it by drinking water. No. And it really does get under my skin when I see people taking weight loss drinking weight loss shakes as a meal replacement yeah or taking weight loss tablets because they don't work they just suppress your hunger they make you more they make you ill and mm-hmm. it's there's no quick fix to losing weight there isn't if you want to lose weight the best way to go and lose weight is be in a calorie deficit but also speak to your doctor first before you go into a calorie deficit because again counting calories can be obsessive and can be really damaging but mm-hmm. consistent exercise three to four times a week in a calorie deficit you will lose weight but you won't lose weight from drinking them shakes or having them tablets because the second you stop taking them when you've lost the amount of weight you want to lose you'll just stick it all back on again and it's a never-ending process and that's how these companies get you because these companies don't give the right information information out and I think they prey on those who who want to lose weight and I think that they make it worse there should be some form of um I think there should be some form of policy about these companies selling these different shakes especially when celebrities promote them when it's mm-hmm. clearly obvious that they've had a BBL or they've <laughs> had some form of surgery. Like, honestly, Charlotte Crosby, I mean, as much as she is a lovely girl, you know, she had all of that, all that surgery and then posted and then brought out a weight loss video. Yeah, yeah. I know like, you it, like, you know, come on. As a young girl watching that, you think, God, she's gone from that to that from that video. And it's not. We always say, like, if you have something done, you should be open about it because people are going to look at you and think that's real and that's what they're going to aspire to be, but it's not real. Yeah, we said this before. Like, weight loss shakes sold on Instagram. I just think, like, where is the regulation for it? And, like... You don't know what's in it either. They just prey on vulnerable people and it really bothers me. Like, I unfollow every single person that ever tries to sell me or shows, like, stuff on the story because, like... I know people that have used that as meal replacements for months and months because someone made a comment about their weight and, like, I just think it actually really upsets me that people even still do it. Like, I think it's so bad. And I think the media, again, plays a massive part in, like, you are your body, not you are your inside. Like, but you could look like this. You don't need to look (laughs) like that. You don't need to look like anything, like, apart from you. Exactly. Like, it... It really does irritate me, especially when they put transformation pictures and it's like, this is Stephanie and this is Stephanie in two weeks' time and Stephanie's lost <laughs> like 40, you know, Stephanie's lost like two stone. It's like, well, you know, stop lying. You know, she's, yeah. she clearly hasn't. But yeah. 
oh it just it really does get under my skin when i see those people wearing like just drinking and shakes or selling them and it's like one it's part of the pyramid scheme mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. it's wrong and oh, just it really does irritate me i just, it just like because like even my nan drinks them fast doesn't she yeah like she has that for a dinner and i try and say to her like you don't need that you're 76 years old like even like it doesn't have an age i think society and the media just put on everyone that you're supposed to look a certain way like my 76 year old nan should not be drinking some fast for a dinner no she should she be wants enjoying to wait. oh that's proper you know what I mean? it, so. it, it's horrible and i think it, i was explaining this to somebody at work the other day so we um, i was saying like social media is so damaging because yeah. like because like we're, we've been brought up in an age where um you know it's normal for us to be on social media but the older generation especially does damage it can damage anybody because um my mom's not my actual biological mom but when my mom met my dad she um she used to always say god why are you with me like you know you could be with somebody who's skinny because my dad was physically fit my dad my dad's always been quite into fitness um yeah he did a lot of running a lot of cycling and and stuff like that and my mom used to be really upset because my mom is a curvy woman she's a bigger girl and she used to always say like what do you see in me like why are you with me like why you could be with somebody who's so who's skinny who's nice and my dad used to always say if I wanted to be with somebody who's skinny I'd be with somebody who's skinny you're beautiful and my dad built my mum's confidence up and my mum is the most confident person I've ever met in my life like she she she's just beautiful like she's she's amazing and I think a lot of it does come and my mum's 54 and she and she used to care about how she looked so I'd, it, it is so it, it is true that um it's not just age specific or no. gender as well because I know mm. men can suffer with eating disorders as well yeah. and you know is it Rihanna who did Fancy Beauty you know like yeah she she's amazing like she posted those like she posted men who mm-hmm. were bigger men who were built men who were skinny as part of her range and one of the big things that I think is damaging as well when people go dad bod like I think no that irritates me a bit yeah. because it's it's labeling it and some you know because people go well we like men with dad bods and Mm. i think that is just as important for men as well because like men see men with six packs and stuff Mm. and i know people who can't physically get them like who can't build the body a certain way oh yeah definitely like some people can't get it's it's all down to your body fat percentage like everybody's got you know got abs but it's all down to your body set, uh, body fat percentage. Yeah. Um. I'm not a qualified. I'm not qualified in any um sport related or physical fitness. Yeah. I am. I've, I've only got an A level in it, but I'm not like qualified personal trainer or anything like that. So yeah, yeah. Obviously, I can't give like nutrition nutritional advice. I only give advice on what works for me. But as well, like, it upsets when women get upset about you know the bottom of the stomach to lose fat from there and that that's literally your wound that's how i actually saw someone tweet about that the other day saying like i've just read this tweet whilst holding my 
is it called a fupa or something? I don't know. It's I had to search what that meant. Is it that part? <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. It, and it I was like, like, you can't get rid of that. No, you can't. And another one as well. And I think um, I heard it in your podcast um, mm-hmm. from a while ago about hip dips. Yeah. yeah. Like, hip dips, like, that's the shape of your skeleton. Like, yeah. y- you know. <laughs> it, and oh, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy how many people, um, how many, how many people can turn something into so many other people's insecurities. Like, it's, it's it's social media again. Like people go, oh well, if you've got hip dip, the only way you're not going to have hip dip is if you have surgery, or like it's poses. Like you know, you can stand a certain way and it looks like you haven't got hip dip. Well, everybody yeah. has them. Yeah, exactly. It's just I think it just does come down to like society, doesn't it? And like social media and everyone's perception of like what is beautiful but everything should be beautiful and everything should be appreciated because we're all different once you accept yourself and you accept the fact that you can't be the same as anyone else because you are you i think that's just when like i think everyone just needs to accept that and learn to love themselves because it is a journey you're not going to do it straight away but as soon as you start and once you find something you like you've found those are things you like Mm. about yourself yeah definitely and it's it's long process and it's easier said than done but you know it's all about changing the way you think about yourself like mm-hmm. instead of if you find yourself talking negative about yourself change the path and talk about yourself in a positive way yeah you know and if you repeat that you know it becomes a pattern and then it becomes a habit um unfollowing people who you find yourself comparing yourself to mm-hmm. unfollow those people they don't serve no purpose to your life. They serve nothing. They just make you feel bad about yourself. And, you know, you could be a really lovely person, but if I find myself comparing myself to you, I don't want to see your posts because no, you're exactly. dam- it's damaging me. Like, not saying just because you exist, you're damaging me. It's my yeah. own. It's my own personal growth, and it's nothing against that. And follow people who are similar to you who make you feel good about yourself who promote positivity who promote um you know who live a positive life and if you surround yourself and you're constantly seeing that you're going to develop a positive outlook because if you only think negative you're only going to see the negative and things yeah um yeah and going to the gym as well like the gym you know it it increases serotonin levels you know mm-hmm. it makes you happy um it's we found out with walks, actually. yeah walking yeah walking always lifts my mood it's a massive it does ma- especially with uni you know yeah. it gets rid of any stress that you have you know in nature like i absolutely love animals so i love being around animals <laughs> they just yeah. make you feel so much better <laughs> just another thing i wanted to say like your instagram I think it's that really helped me as well because you don't like filter anything. You don't like get rid of your cellulite. And I think that's so important to see because I said in a recent podcast, like when I noticed Sinead had it, because she's a lot smaller than me, it just made me feel like that is normal. Because I always just thought it was like bigger people who had it. Oh yeah, of course. And you know, and it's funny that you talk, you say that because, you know, when, when, a, when, when a slimmer girl posts anything about body positivity, everybody 
jumps down her throat like you are the beauty standard you are this but you are that and it's not it's not size specific like you know any size can promote body positivity and you know if if I saw somebody who is the same size as me promote body positivity Uh at the start of my journey I think that would have helped me a lot and cellulite like yeah I have cellulite I have stretch marks you know, I have spots, I don't, I don't filter any of that, because I think, um, I don't want anybody younger than me, or anybody for that fact, to look at my photos and think, God, I wish I looked like that, because it, it would upset me if I was the reason why somebody was, you know, questioning their own self-worth, because they don't look a certain way, and that's why I posted um I think I've done two posts of my transformation now yeah um, one from when I was bigger to now and one from when I was slimmer and yeah my transformation from when I was bigger that's great but my healthiest one is my recovery because yeah I didn't do all perfect at the beginning I lost a lot of weight yeah. and I didn't do it healthy um and I think that's important for me to say yeah um, because I don't want people to think god I must be doing this 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 and I'm doing it wrong because I don't want like that um, I didn't do it healthy in the beginning but yeah I've done it healthy now and I've put on I think I've put on two stone I don't I don't weigh myself anymore I only know from like, yeah. my clothing size I couldn't fit into us into children's sizes um a child size was too big for me but now I'm a size four to six and you know it it doesn't matter about what size is but I don't know how much I weigh and yeah and it doesn't fine. matter what you weigh. I know it doesn't yeah. bother me <laughs> that's good um I think that we've covered everything yeah and thank yeah. you so much for like we've said like you've raised so much awareness I think you've informed like a lot of people who listen to this as well as us because yeah there's things that you've said that I've never even like thought of no and we're very grateful for you coming on and sharing your experience obviously for everyone listening George does have her own fitness page and will be in the bio yeah I love your fitness page like I don't even it's positive vibes times a thousand yeah like I'm not even into fitness but like I just love it because I just love the realness yeah like it's just real so yeah, thank you so much. You guys proper inspired me to do it when I saw you guys on the podcast. I was like, honestly, you know, I I am so grateful that you've had me on to talk about my story. I'm so grateful for you. You You absolutely smashed it, girls. And so are you. I think you just have to put yourself out your comfort zone, do what you want to do, and not give a shit about what anyone thinks. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the tea. That is the tea. And that's the tea. Yay! <laughs>